Hey, 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 how's it going out there, my mushroom lovers? Oliver Carlin here, and I'm the Mushroom Man. We're about to jump into a podcast with the owner and founder of Fresh Cat Mushrooms, Tony Shields. And Tony's on, the, on a mission of spreading mushroom spores around the world. And he's doing this through his information. He's got a YouTube channel of over 400,000 subscribers, almost. And he's got an awesome website with tons of educational content. And he really is spreading the spores of information about mushrooms everywhere. And he's also got some really premium mushroom supplement brands. So if you're interested in learning about how you can tap into the various power of different types of medicinal mushrooms, and to where to get more awesome information, that you're gonna to wanna to check this out right now. So the big question is this. With over 10,000 different species of mushrooms, how do people that want to benefit from their various medicinal properties accurately identify them in the wild, grow them at home, or make them taste delicious without having to read confusing medical reports and possibly eating a poisonous lookalike by mistake? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Oliver Carlin, and welcome to Curative Mushroom. Nice. All right, so um, hey, Tony, how's it going? Welcome to the Curative Mushrooms podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, man, thanks so much for having me. I'm always super excited to talk mushrooms. Uh, it's always fun to do it live as well. So um, yeah, happy to chat about mushrooms today with you. Awesome. Awesome. And, um, so like me and you talked a little bit, but like, I, you know, you're one of the people that I really kind of looked up to in the mushroom, um, niche, especially when I first got started specifically because man, you were producing such amazing content on growing mushrooms. Like you couldn't beat it. Like I remember the DIY, um, laminar flow hood that you did. And yeah. I mean, like the content was just so good. Like, I was using it a lot for myself when I was first learning and stuff like that. So I really love your content. I know that's a big part of what you do over at Fresh Cat Mushrooms. And because um, you're the owner, right? You're the owner of Fresh Cat Mushrooms. And you're the founder yes. too, aren't so, you? Yes. So uh, this company was started by uh, me and my wife, Tegan, who's the co-founder. And it's really something that just, you know, evolved totally organically. It's funny because like we did get started basically just by growing mushrooms and kind of teaching other people how to do mushrooms as well and never would have ever expected it to to be where it is today. But it's just been like a really fun journey. Um, and uh, it's something that's evolved out of a true passion myself for, for mushrooms, uh, but also enjoy making content, obviously. And then Tegan, you know, product development, nutrition, food science. It was just one of those things that really evolved. Uh, organically over time. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah, your YouTube channel is amazing too. You've got a huge following over there, almost 400,000. Like you're getting close, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we hit, uh, we just crossed 370,000 subscribers. So that's been something that's really wow. blown me away. That's a big, and it's funny because like, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's, it just shows like people are interested in mushroom content and that's something I really never expected. And like, just to tell you a quick story, like back when we were starting to make content, like I said, I was, I was growing mushrooms, I was, I was farming mushrooms, I wanted to teach other people how to do the same. So I started the blog, right? It was just like, I think I set it up on like Weebly, and I was just like writing articles, like how to make grain spawn or like, how to make a laminar flow hood or whatever. And I was just kind of doing it for fun. Like I didn't expect anybody was paying attention to it. And one day I was like, man, I don't really want to pay this like $14 a month hosting fee or like whatever it was to host the website on Weebly. So I was going to delete the site and I was like this close to deleting it. And then I said, 
wait a minute, I'm going to install like Google Analytics and just see if anybody's actually paying attention. So I did that and I looked at the metrics and I went, my jaw hit the floor. I couldn't believe it. There was like, you know, at the time, you know, tens of thousands of people every month coming in to learn about mushrooms. And I was like, this can't even be right. Wow. Like, how is this even possible? Um, <laughs> so instead of deleting the site, I just like continued to lean into it, continue to make content, continue to eventually started the YouTube channel again with no expectations whatsoever that anyone was ever going to watch these videos. But as mm. you've seen, and as of a lot of people have seen over the years, you know what, like people are interested in mushrooms uh, and people, a lot of people are interested in mushrooms. So it's kind of been this whole <laughs> cool thing that's evolved uh, out, out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, you know, mushrooms are a big deal in 2023 and I'm just happy to be a part right. of it. Absolutely. And so you started Fresh Cat Mushrooms back in, when was that? When did it get founded? Yeah. So 2015 is when we just started growing okay. mushrooms and started the website and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, we just kind of played around for a few years, uh, honing the craft and we didn't launch our supplements until 2017. So August of 2017, yeah. we launched our first product. And um, so, yeah, it's been about, I guess, six years now, almost six years that we've had that out. So how, how does this all start for you? So, I mean, you clearly have a passion for mushrooms and your content shows that. And it's so, you know, your love for mushrooms, clearly. But where, where does this all start for you? Like, have you did you just run into mushrooms one day and then and thought they were interesting? Or does this go back further? Like, where does the, your love for mushrooms start? Yeah, that's a great question, really. Um, you know, I have had a passion for mushrooms my whole life, and I really don't like I can't pinpoint exactly why I've tried to like trace it back. But I just always thought they were cool and they weren't getting enough attention. Like, for example, when I was a kid, when I was like seven or eight years old, I would ask my mom, like, can you take me to the garden center so I can buy a mushroom growing box? And that didn't actually exist at the time. It was just something that I thought like, hey, this would be like really cool to just go get. And like, I remember vividly, we went there and I was like asking them about a mushroom grow box. They're like, what are you talking about? So, um, you know, I just always thought they were kind of cool. Like when you're a kid too, like walking around in the woods, looking for mushrooms, it's almost like, like real life Pokemon or something. You have these things that are sitting out there and they're very mysterious and like, you know, some of them can kill you and some of them are nutritionally beneficial and some of them you know, don't do much. And some of them are just are good edibles. And, you know, some of them can make you go on a, you know, crazy adventure in your mind. And there's like <laughs> these very mysterious things that are endlessly fascinating. And what I found too, was like, the more I learned about them, the more interesting they became. So even, you know, when I went to, I went to university, I took mechanical engineering, but, you know, under my desk, I'd be reading Paul Stamets, Mycelium Running, or like Growing Gourmet oh, Medicinal wow. Mushrooms, <laughs> and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. And I was just like, this is the true, you know, fascination. Uh, it, it, it never gets so uninteresting. What, and even still what, to this what, day, what, you know, the more I learned. What intrigued you about it so much that you found it? Like, it was it just because they were so, like, some could kill you and some were super medicinal? Or was it something else? Like, what, what kind of drove you to just keep reading more about it? I mean, it's just like if you imagine, I don't know if Venn diagram is the right word, but you have mushrooms, right? And they touch so many different aspects of life. And so like, you know, every stage of life that I've gone through, there's something that um, has been super interesting that, that mushrooms can be a major part of. So, you know, even if we talk about like psilocybin, like I got really interested in, you know, like lucid dreaming and all of these things. And eventually mm. that 
took me down a bit of a rabbit hole to learn about like psychedelics. And then all of a sudden you're, you know, listening to lectures from Terrence McKenna and learning about these like psilocybin <laughs> mushrooms. And that just adds another layer of interest and fascination with these things. And again, like, you know, mushrooms can, uh, they can kill you. They can uh, be really beneficial for your health. They can take you, uh, they can expand your consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, they can be used for micro remediation and healing the planet and all of these amazing things. So it's just, it touches every area of life. So it's like hard to go a day uh, without thinking about mushrooms. If it's something that you're even remotely interested in. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. And so you you mentioned um, psilocybin and stuff like that. Have you, I mean, have you experimented with that in the past at all? I mean, I, I I don't talk about it too much just because um, I'll say this. It's something I'm like absolutely fascinated in. Um, and I, I love hearing people's stories. I love learning about it. I love seeing the emerging uh, stuff that's coming out now with this kind of like renaissance. I like looking at a lot of the research and so much so that I actually just went to Jamaica um, for a week mm-hmm. to truly kind of try and understand what's going on there because it's kind of like a hub for psilocybin mushrooms right now. They have retreat because it's legal. Well, it's not legal necessarily, but it's not illegal. So in mm-hmm. Jamaica, you can grow psilocybin, you can do psilocybin retreats, they're doing research on them. There's like consumer products like chocolates that you can just go into a store and buy that have psilocybin yeah. in them. Uh, and you can also go into the wild in the cow pastures and pick them off, you know, a, a piece of cow poo. Like, it's just mm-hmm. a really cool thing. So I would say like, I'm endlessly fascinated by them. I don't talk a lot about like the personal experiences. Um, but uh, yeah, it's something that uh, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of as well over the next few years. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Hang on one second. Yeah. (laughs) Give me one second. Pause. (laughs) No worries. Hello. My bottle. Take this opportunity to fill up my coffee. All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, no my worries. Wife, I love it. That's my, wife, a... my wife was watching my kid and she was on a call in the other room and she and my daughter came in. <laughs> so, that's what's um, fun about doing, doing it live. <laughs> I love it. So it's all good. But yeah, yeah. I seen that video you were talking about in Jamaica and that was an awesome video. Anybody listening should go watch that video on your YouTube channel, Fresh Cat Mushrooms, because that was... um. I, I like you were talking about the chocolates and I seen them in there, like in Jamaica. And it was pretty cool. It was really interesting what's going on with that. Yeah. Yeah. And we're in the process right now of doing kind of like a longer form documentary. So we did do a little segment on the show to kind of be like a preview. Cause I was like, so excited. I was like, Oh my God, I got to share this information. Uh, but we're currently working on kind of a longer form documentary, which I think is going to be really cool because again, there's so much stuff going on there. I don't think um, anybody's really told the story properly. So, you know, we went there and just talked to everybody, you know, and interviewed a lot of people and really dug in to figure out what's going on. And it's it's special. And like, I don't know how much of that's going to roll out into the, you know, the rest of North America as the narrative around psilocybin kind of changes. You're obviously seeing things happening in Oregon and Colorado, lots okay. of stuff happening in Canada. Um, it's just going to be an interesting story to follow. So, you know, that's that's what I really like about it, for sure. Absolutely. And, you know. So a lot of people, they kind of get introduced to mushrooms, I think, because of like psilocybin and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, would you would you say for you, was that um, 
was that a factor in like what made you get interested in mushrooms or was it just mushrooms in general? And like, cause they're all cool, right? There's a lot of cool mushrooms out there, but I was just curious, like yeah. did psilocybin play a role at all for you? And I know you, you probably got to be careful with what you say and don't say, I totally get that. Cause I, I am in the same situation a lot of times, <laughs> but, um, but I was just curious, like, is that, did that play a role at all for you um, in your, in your passion for mushrooms? Yeah. I mean, for sure it did. Right. And like, there's a couple different ways I think about it. Like us human beings like to put up, put boxes around things. So we're like, okay, magic mushrooms are this thing over here and functional mushrooms are this thing over here. But really what it is, it's like a spectrum, right? Like mushrooms don't know which are, you know, specifically magic mushrooms and which are specifically functional mushrooms. Um, mm -hmm. They're just producing all of these compounds and some of those compounds can interact with the human body. So like psilocybin is obviously in psilocin and biocystin and norbiocystin in psilocybin mushrooms. I mean, that's obviously a really interesting one. And that's one that has this undeniable power, right? So anybody who's had mm -hmm. experience with psilocybin or read or heard from people who have experienced with psilocybin, you're like, okay, you know, that is a super powerful compound. That is something special. And how in the heck is it possible that this little brown mushroom that grows on cow poo <laughs> can do this to me. It doesn't make any sense. Right. So I think like, that's a little bit frame breaking. And once you realize yeah. that you're like, Oh, wait a minute. Like there's all these other mushrooms and they have all these other compounds. So it's yeah, like, a gateway. Yeah, exactly. and I think too, like a lot of people might get really interested in psilocybin and that leads to an interest in wanting to grow mushrooms. But then they're like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Like uh, maybe I can't grow these cause it's illegal, unfortunately for ridiculous reasons. But, you know, I can grow these other mushrooms and that's still cool and that's still fun and that's still interesting. And, oh my gosh, they actually do have a lot of health benefits as well. So, you know, mm -hmm. I experienced personal benefits from functional mushrooms that were absolutely yeah. mind-blowing and very surprising. Um, and, you know, that's been interesting as well. But like, yeah, to get back to your question, for sure, psilocybin kicks off this like fascination and also this like understanding of like, wow, mushrooms are undeniably powerful. Um, which yeah. might not be as obvious with the other types of mushrooms. Mm, yeah, I love that. That was a great explanation. Um, you know, you're like psilocybin, like you said, that's the most popular one when it comes to the mushroom world, right? Because of the undeniable impact is insane on what it's like you said, this one little mushroom has the capability to change someone's life in one dose. It's insane. It's, it's unbelievable yeah. to a certain point. But then, like you said, there's all these other mushrooms out there that have tremendous impacts right that maybe not so obvious right right when you take it you're on you know this thing but they do have a tremendous impact right some some other mushrooms yeah no it's a great point i mean uh again psilocybin containing psilocybin containing mushrooms but you take a mushroom like lion's mane right which is unbelievable in its own way it has compounds that are not found anywhere else in nature like heresinones and aranacines these compounds that tickle the boxes right they they don't degrade quickly um they promote nerve growth factor um they can actually cross the blood brain barrier and help your brain and like they grow on trees so like those are some other really powerful compounds that are just in mushrooms um but it goes across the board right you have mushrooms like cordyceps which contain cordycepin which mimics mm. adenosine it can be useful for energy and all of these things um and you're right like the, it's not super obvious they work slower they work over longer periods of time yeah. but the effects can be just as profound and you know that's one of the things being involved with a mushroom supplement company for five years 
uh, you know, hearing from so many different customers, not only from FreshCap stuff, but just people in general who have had literally life-changing benefits from these functional mushrooms. Uh, so it's, it's really cool to see. Now with you being in Canada, so like, I know the laws in the United States really well because I have to, <laughs> but, yeah. um, so how is that in Canada right now? Like, like what's your stance on psilocybin in Canada? Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, we, we did a video about this as well, which people can go watch. And it's, uh, the, you know, for example, there is mushroom dispensaries in Vancouver, Canada, and they're well-branded, they're open storefronts. You know, you, if you didn't know they were illegal, you would have no idea because you can walk into these stores, talk to a nurse, or talk to the clerk and buy five grams of penis envy and walk out the door. Oh, really? Um, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty wild That's experience. Wild. just like, what is going on? Um, it's totally illegal, <laughs> but you know, the city of Vancouver has kind of decided that, look, it's not worth shutting these things down. It costs too much money to shut yeah. down. They're just going to open up anyways. Like what's the point? They even voted on it. They said like, you know, we're not going to shut these stores down. Whereas if you All tried right. to open up a dispensary in, you know, my city, which is Edmonton, it would probably be shut down the next day and people would probably go to jail. So it's, it's kind of this like weird thing where, um, it, it's officially illegal, but it doesn't right. really seem to matter. Now, some mm -hmm. of those laws are changing. Like, um, for example, people can get access to psilocybin through health Canada's, um, special access program is what they call it, but it's still really difficult. Like, there's even people with like, you know, terminal stage four cancer that can't get access to it for whatever wow. reason. So, um, but people obviously go around those. So it's this very um, uh, fluid situation where it's officially illegal, but on the other side, there's a lot of things happening through regulatory channels or through just people, civil disobedience, just breaking the law and, you know, everybody being okay with it. Um, but that's definitely emerging and it's, it's changing pretty quickly, I would say. Mm. Yeah, that that sounds similar to the United States where like like the United States, they have like this federal law where they ban like marijuana or psilocybin or whatever. They ban it on a level. But then the states, they just say, no, nah, we're not going to enforce that one. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they just decrim they call it decriminalizing it because they said, well, it may be illegal, but we're not going to spend um tax dollars for cops to enforce that law so basically it's illegal but no one's enforcing it and so it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of right. that sounds like similar to what's going on maybe in vancouver or something like that yeah it kind of reminds me of how cannabis was in the early knots and the mm -hmm. same thing was happening in vancouver is like it was illegal but like there's all these people uh that were opening cannabis dispensaries and again the city was shutting them down but it didn't really matter because it opened up the next day anyways and eventually, you know, it took a period of 10 to 15 years, but eventually that turned into federally legal cannabis, federally mm -hmm. regulated cannabis in Canada. I really do think the same thing is going to happen to psilocybin and like the parallels yeah. are remarkable. It's even like the same person doing it in Vancouver. His name is Dana Larson. He was like a major activist um, in the cannabis uh, era. And now he's doing psilocybin and i can see that happening for sure i mean they're very different compounds and very different substances obviously so i think right. they'll, they'll probably be regulated in very different ways but we obviously can see a lot of uh of parallels but it is an interesting time right like you mentioned in the u.s you know states like mm -hmm. oregon and states like colorado are kind of you know writing the rule book uh <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's not super clear you know some of it doesn't seem to make sense right like some of the stuff that's going on in oregon people are looking at it being like 
you know, that doesn't make any sense. And of yeah. course it doesn't make sense because this has never really been done before at the scale. Mm -hmm. So, um, exactly. yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of turbulence for sure. Yeah. I feel like we're at the, like the beginning stage of like this massive thing that's happening. Right. Like, like this is now becoming legal and people are trying to figure out how to deal with that. Right. <laughs> and like, so it's a kind of where yeah. it's at the, it's kind of an interesting stage where we're at. Right. Now, yeah, and there's a lot of tension as well because you know, obviously, there's a lot of people that have been doing it, you know, in the underground for a long time, whether it be therapy or whether it be just growing mushrooms. Now, all of a sudden, um, it's legal for some of these entities, yeah. And I think that's causing a lot of tension between people. Oh, yeah. Um, and fair for enough, sure. you know, absolutely. And you know, because that you're threatening their livelihood, right? <laughs> if you make this legal. The price now goes from really high down to really low and they they're out of they're out of work now <laughs> so absolutely yeah yeah so cool cool well if so you were so this goes if we jump back now this kind of you were in college reading paul stamets while you're taking other college courses about his growing paul stamets you know all the cool books he has on growing so what how did that lead now to um to where you were going with uh fresh cap mushrooms like how did you get from reading paul stamets book to now you know fresh cap like how did we get there or how'd you get there i mean yeah so i mean we we just started going at it and just following our passion following what made sense so we started as just a small mushroom farm and the idea was literally just to grow oyster mushrooms and to grow lion's mane to grow these things and like sell them at the farmer's market and we did you know we did grow mushrooms and it was awesome but you know i started to get really interested in in functional mushrooms excuse me in particular and um you know also i had experience with functional mushrooms that was unbelievable like i used to get I was the kind of person that used to get sick all the time, like every three months or four months or whatever you get. the. I just, my immune system just yeah, wasn't, yeah. I don't know what it was. It just wasn't doing great. And also I was working up North uh, in camps, like work camps uh, in Fort McMurray doing engineering stuff. And you're just mm -hmm. around all of these people. And like, there's always sicknesses that rip through there. Um, so, you know, I started using functional mushrooms like reishi and cordyceps and turkey tail and I noticed that I wasn't getting sick anymore. Like it was pretty unbelievable. I actually didn't get sick for like, like eight years after that, which is wow. wild. But, uh, and you know, I'm not, obviously like that's a, a small sample size, just me, but like I've heard that from so many other people and it makes sense, right? Cause mm -hmm. these mushrooms do support your immune system through the compounds that are in them. Um, so, you know, through that process, we started getting into uh, the functional mushrooms more specifically like turkey tail, like reishi and, you know, I saw this opportunity because we were growing mushrooms and we really understood how the mushroom growing process works. So, uh, you know, people watching this probably understand as well. You know, you start with a culture, you make grain spawn, you put that grain spawn into a substrate, you know, eventually mm -hmm. that substrate fruits a mushroom. You can take that mushroom, you can extract it, you can turn it into medicine, whatever. But, you know, there is a way to uh, short circuit that whole process, which is what um, a lot of companies were doing at the time and still kind of do where instead of growing the mushrooms, you just take the grain spawn, you grind that up and you sell it as a functional yeah, mushroom yeah. product. Mm -hmm. We saw that as a problem because that's like grain spawn is uh, it's mostly grain, right? Like even if you take a, a jar of lion's mane grain spawn that looks fully colonized, you seal the mycelium, whatever you shake it up, like mycelium basically disappears. It's like cotton candy and you see a lot of rice grain or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. 
<clears throat> I thought like I had such an experience from these mushrooms and I was like, wow, these things are powerful. And I was thinking about all these people that are out there that are buying mushroom products that are mostly grain and I'm not experiencing the benefits of them and just going like, these things suck. Like, what's the deal? There's nothing good about mushrooms. Mm -hmm. So again, we saw this opportunity to bring like real high quality, whole fruiting body, organic mushrooms that are actually tested for the active compounds. And again, um, Tegan, who's a co-founder, she's got experience with product development, nutrition, and food science. So we kind of put those things together and uh, that's when we launched our first product and we weren't really sure, you know, how well it would go. Uh, but it went really well because there's a huge latent demand for high quality mushroom products. And at the time, mm -hmm. you know, not a lot of people doing it. Of course, today, you know, there's there's tons of options out there for consumers who want to get mushrooms, which I think is awesome. You know, you can get mushrooms in like everything from pancake mix to like, you know, coffee to whatever. And also just pure mushrooms. Um, mm -hmm. Some of those products are really good. Some of those products are just kind of not so great. But, um, you know, that today it's a whole different um spectrum of mushroom options than it was even five or six years ago when we started. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so, <clears throat> so you, so basically, so you were working, um, you said like a mechanical engineer or something, you were driving up to the work camps, right? And so you were, yep. you started, so it was like a hobby, right? You started going to the mushroom, um, you started growing mushrooms for what, like the farmer's market? Yeah, exactly. Just that's how you yeah, kind of got in. And then so when you got the health benefits, though, from the like you said yourself, like you used to get sick every couple months and then that stopped. Was that from supplements or were you just were you actually growing the mushrooms and consuming your own? Yeah, it was it was both. So, you know, I started buying supplements at first, but then like, you know, I, I didn't know all the intricate details of what makes a quality supplement. So you just like go to the health store, you buy one, it might work or it might not. So, but yeah, we're also like growing, like I said, reishi and turkey tail. So like we would sometimes just take the reishi and like make a reishi tea and you'd knock it back. Um, it's okay. still pretty good, right? Cause you get a hot water extract of reishi, yeah, but exactly. uh, obviously there's different ways to extract it. But yeah, we were, we were doing both. We were buying other supplements and also, you know, just making some from the ones gotcha. we were growing on a small scale at the time. I see. Okay, cool. So you were growing mushrooms for the farmer's market and then you, and then you launched your first product, which was the supplement. And, um, yep. and that, and you said that did really well. And so you currently like you offer supplements right now. Right. And you offer it for, I think when I went there, you promote like the five main, the, like the, there's five mushrooms that you really like the most. Right. Do you mind to talk about yep. those? Like what, why you yeah. chose those? and why those are the ones you stick to in your store and everything? Yeah, totally. So, um, you know, we wanted to find, okay, if you look at the spectrum, there's like millions of species of mushrooms, right? Out of those millions of species of mushrooms, there might be like, you know, a few dozen that people either eat or use for some sort of medicinal benefit. But out of those, there's an even smaller subset of like, you know, five to seven mushrooms that are like the superstar mushrooms. These were the ones that have been used for hundreds, some of them even thousands of years. These are mushrooms that have a lot of, you know, research backing their benefits. These are ones that we understand a lot in terms of how they're working and the mechanisms of action. So that's kind of where we started with was that subset of mushrooms. So we started with a blend and we picked six of the top mushrooms that people often mix together. That's cordyceps, maitake, reishi, turkey tail, lion's mane, and chaga. And that was our, our blend of mushrooms. 
And from there, you know, some people are also looking for more specific benefits. So we wanted to offer those mushrooms as well. So for example, if people use lion's mane for the brain boosting kind of nootropic benefit, turkey tail for people who are kind of focused on their immune system, immune system health, and also gut health. Uh, chaga, people use for immune health and gut health, kind of similar to turkey tail. And then cordyceps, people use for energy, for an endurance, mm -hmm. um, and also for lung health. And then uh, we have reishi, which people use as kind of an adaptogen to relax, use it for sleep. So we just want it to be like, if, if you're looking for the benefits of mushrooms, you know, and you just want a super high quality product that you don't really have to think about too much, uh, we want to make that easy for people to, to get. And that's why we have the mushrooms in um, capsule and powder form. So now we have 12 uh, SKUs. Um, we, we, we also, we did have drinks and coffee at one point, but we no longer offer those. Um, and we have a dog product, which uh, is really great as well. Yeah, I seen that. That was cool. And um, <clears throat> so I know like Canada, it's illegal, right? So you obviously can't offer psilocybin. Um, right. But with Canada undergoing a lot of possible changes in the future and with this following suit, like, do you see the future of fresh cap mushrooms offering that type of a supplement in the future or what are your thoughts on that like i know it depends on the legality of course but what are your thoughts on sure. that i mean it's definitely something i've you know i've thought about because again you know i believe in the power of mushrooms and mushrooms really do span the uh, span a huge array of benefits and you know psilocybin can obviously offer a lot of those benefits um, but it, it really is too hard to say at this point if that will ever be yeah. something that makes yeah. sense because um just like you said, you have no idea how it's going to be regulated. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, but, you know, also I, it depends. I think like, yeah, the focus on functional mushrooms makes the most sense. Psilocybin, obviously want, we produce a lot of content. We love to produce a lot of education about it and teach people about it. Um, there's other people yeah. in the field that are doing that really great as well. Um, mm. but I'll just say I'm, I'm sitting, waiting, watching, kind of learning how it's all going to unfold. And also like what we really want to do is get, you know, allow people to benefit from mushrooms. Um, and if at some point it makes sense to include psilocybin in that conversation, it's definitely something uh, we'd want to explore. Because uh, yeah. again, that's that's what what drives us every day. You know, is is hearing people have these, like I said, life changing benefits from functional mushrooms. Uh, that's what gets us going every day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now let's so let's talk about you've made. I've you know one of the things that I think makes your supplement stand out among others, right? Is your emphasis on high quality. And you, you kind of touched on this earlier, but I'd like to talk about it more because I remember when I first got into supplements and I was looking at mushroom supplements, I ran into the same thing. I was like, what is this fruiting body? And then like this mycelium, like, and I was so confused. I was like, so, um, but your supplements, they use just a complete fruiting body, right? You just, you got away from anything related to where you're grinding up the oats, like the mycelium cake and, you know, turning that into powder. You went straight yep. with the mushroom. Now that's, isn't that, is that hard to get? Is it hard to get like fruiting body? Cause I know like getting my, mycelium cakes is easy. I could grow one right now for about any type of mushroom I ever want in the other room. And I can make my own mycelium cake. But when yeah. it comes to the fruiting body, like, is that harder for you to get access to that? I mean, it's definitely much harder to do. Uh, it takes longer to do. 
it's more expensive to do, but again, it's totally worth it because you know, that is where much of the beneficial compounds are. Now I will add like one little ca caveat here. Mycelium can be quite beneficial in and of itself, right? I think um, specifically for certain types of mushrooms, you know, there are some beneficial compounds in mycelium. I think where the problem arises is even a lot of mycelium products don't actually have that much mycelium in them because when you grow mycelium on grain, it is mostly just grain. Mostly grain. So, yeah. You, yeah. but you can also grow mycelium in like, you know, liquid fermentation, for example, you could strain off that water and you could have pure mycelium. That could be interesting for sure. Um, but we mm. found like, again, our ethos has always been, uh, we want people to benefit from mushrooms. Let's find the best mushrooms in the world that just happens to be fruiting body. If it was the other way around, you know, we would do that. Um, but again, if you look at the, the history and also the, the body of research and what compounds are actually doing those things, that's why we use fruiting body. And again, as a lot of people know, like fruiting body is just a technical term for a mushroom. So like, it's, it's kind of unfortunate that we even have to make that distinction because I think it can be kind of confusing for people, right? Like you said, when you just go to buy a mushroom supplement, you're like, oh, like a reishi supplement, but then you got to be like, no, no, no. Like take a look, like, <laughs> is it fruiting body? Is it mycelium grown on grain? How is it extracted? Right. Cause if you just take reishi and just try to eat it, well, like our body isn't even set to break that down. Right. So it might just kind of like come out the other end. Whereas if you mm -hmm. do a alcohol and hot water extraction, those beneficial compounds like the beta glucans and the triterpenoids, those are going to come out and be bioavailable. So you can actually utilize them. So mm. it's very complex. Um, again, what we try to do is kind of like um, hide all of that complexity, just be like, you know, just internally be like, we want to have the best mushrooms in the world and make it easy for people who just want to pick that off the shelf. And that, that's what we do. But you're right. It is, it is the long way around for sure. But we think it's worth it for the long term. And just to clarify, like we're talking, because I kind of jumped around from psilocybin to, to your supplements. So this is for chaga, right? Chaga, lion's mane, reishi, turkey tail, and um, what's the other one? Cordyceps, uh, Cordyceps. and also maitake. Yeah. Maitake, yeah. 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 And, you know, those now, are all interesting in and of themselves because, like, you know, for example, you mentioned chaga. You know, like chaga technically I mean, again, this is getting technical, but chaga technically is not a fruiting body, right? It's a, uh, a mm. sterile conch. Um, mm. And it's just this like mass that grows on the outside of birch trees. But, you know, right. that's a perfect example. If you were to just grow chaga mycelium in the lab, you know, without growing that conch on a birch tree, it will be two completely different things. It wouldn't have, you know, high concentrations of like betulinic acid, which is one of the beneficial compounds in chaga because it didn't grow on a birch tree. So like, there's a lot of, um, a lot of intricacies when you get down into the weeds with these things. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. And now, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's interesting. Cause when you look at like the, what I consider one of the leaders, right? Like you were reading his book in college, right? Paul Stamets. But when you go to Paul Stamets supplements and you look at his and he uses the mycelium fruiting body and it, for a while it was like boggling my mind. I'm like, you know, why is he doing that? And I, and he, he published an article where he, he did, he, now there was no references to any studies, but there was this page that I read and he was saying that they found that there was certain benefits that you can only get from mycelium that you can't get from just fruiting body. And um, so that's why they said he, the way the report was written was basically like, if you're not getting mycelium, you're not getting all the benefits that you could be getting 
that was in that article. What do you have you read that article or at all? Or do you are you familiar with that? I mean, I haven't read the specific article, uh, that, that specific article, but look, this is what I always tell people. Um, because everyone's going to be biased, right? Like, obviously, I'm going to be biased. We sell mushroom products, you know, like, so um, don't don't listen to me. Don't listen to anybody, really. What what people should probably do is, um, you know, try it. Like, I guess, like, the proof is in the pudding, right? Mm -hmm. If people, yeah. and here's the thing also, like, I'll hearken back to what we're really trying to do. I honestly, truly, from the bottom of my heart, want people to benefit from these mushrooms because I've experienced it myself. I've seen other people experience the benefits of mushrooms. If you derive benefits from mycelated grain product, or if you derive benefits from any of these mushroom products, that's awesome, right? Like mission accomplished. That's great. Um, some people do, some people don't. So like, you know, that's, that's what we try to do again is like, we want to put our best foot forward. This is what we think is the best possible product in the world. Um, see what you think. And, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of how we've steered ourselves. You know, a lot of people experience, whole fruiting body mushrooms just go, wow. Okay. Like that's, I, I get it now. Right. Uh, right. whereas, you know, uh, other people experience or derive benefits from, from other products as well. So mm -hmm. that's, that's what we try to do. Um, but, but yeah. 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 I, I get what you're saying. I, I personally, I go with fruiting body. I, I, I was on the same, you know, the way you seen it was the same way I was seeing it. Like all these, all that extra oat and grain, now, the only the only thing I was I gave it a lot of thought. This was a while back. This was when I was first researching supplements. But when I gave it a lot of thought, I was thinking the only reason I could think somebody would ever even want to take the mycelium cake instead of the fruiting body would be to one, save time. So now I don't have mm -hmm. to wait for it to fruit. And two, I can offer a wider variety of mushrooms that don't fruit like chaga that needs a live tree to grow. Like some of these mushrooms you can't cultivate indoors, right? In a bag yeah, or whatever. Exactly. So to me, I was thinking, well, that would be an advantage to do mycelium cake. Because heck, I could offer a variety. I could offer um, any mushroom, really, because you can get any mushroom to grow mycelium, but you can't get it to fruit, right? So that was always my thinking. Um, what are your thoughts on that? That, that was kind of one of the motivations that I could see, but... <clears throat> Yeah, again, I mean, going back to when we started growing mushrooms, and we started looking out at the landscape of uh, mushroom supplement products and reading things like mycelated grain on the back of the label, or, you know, contains brown rice or, or whatever. And I just thought, wait a minute, that's like the job isn't done, right? Because like, that's just grain spawn. And as a mushroom farmer, yeah, you know, yeah. the difference between grain spawn and a mushroom. And it's like, yeah. you're you're missing a pretty important part of the, the process. You're missing a, a big step of the process. And if you look historically too, right? Like when, when you think of like these mushrooms being used historically in traditional Chinese medicine or whatever, like, you know, they weren't using mycelated grain. They would, you know, harvest the mushrooms, you know, and do a hot water extract. In, in this case, it was typically like a tea, right? They would do a concoction in hot water to pull those benefits out. But that's basically a hot water extract of a fruiting body. So that's where a lot of the history is there as well. And I'll, like the other thing I'll say too, is like when like talking about psilocybin again, right? Like I don't know anybody that, you know, grinds up um, psilocybin <laughs> grain spawn, you know? It, yeah, you're right. You're they, right. I've never heard that <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they grow the fruiting body of the mushroom. And it's like, geez, I wonder why they go through all that trouble to do but that. You're right. You're Maybe right. Just like the way it looks. Point. That is a good point. That is a good point. Yeah, I like that. Um, 
Well, cool, cool. Yeah. And so are your mushroom supplements, are they extracts or is it just powder? Yeah. So we do extractions. Um, yeah. So we do, it, it depends on the mushroom. So we'll either do a dual extract, which is um, alcohol and water, or just a water extract, depending on the mushroom. So for example, turkey tail, again, people um, use that more specifically for immune health. Um, and for that, you'd want to concentrate on the beta-glucans. Beta-glucans are water-soluble, so we do a hot water extract of that mushroom to pull that out. And then what we do mm -hmm. as well is we test it to make sure that it has high levels of active compounds in that extract. So test the beta-glucans in our turkey tail, it's about 35%, which is really high. Um, but then you take a mushroom like, uh, say, reishi, right, which we do a hot water extract because it has lots of beta-glucans in it, but it also has triterpenes. And a lot of the, you know, relaxation benefits or the sleep benefits are derived from those triterpenes. So in order to get those out, they're not water soluble, they're alcohol soluble or fat soluble. So you need to do a alcohol extraction. So you can do those both separately, then combine the final product. And what you have is a dual extract. I think um, I watched your YouTube video where you did that too. I think. I okay. Did. Awesome. You've done that, right? Awesome. You've, you've done, you made a video about that, right? Before? We did a, I think we did a short uh, or a reel or something showing how it's done with lion's mane. Um, oh, and I'm, I'm sure we've done probably a couple longer form videos on how it's done with the other mushrooms, but I can't recall off the top oh. of my head. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. But, so I that's mean, a, a good trick to know for people, like if they just look at the, like if, you, if people are looking for mushroom supplements, just look at the label and it, like, you'll typically see, like, it'll say if it's an extract, it'll say if it's made from fruiting body typically, mm -hmm. or it should anyways. And it should also say like the percentage of active compounds. So if you're looking for cordyceps, you know, you want to see cordycepin on there. If you're looking for other mushrooms, look for beta-glucan or triterpene uh, or whatever. Yeah. But um, that's a good way to tell typically. Okay, so look for something that says fruiting body on mushroom supplements and then the percentage level of what are they looking for specifically? Like whatever the active compound is. So most commonly it'd be like beta-glucan because beta-glucan beta -glucan. is yeah. like responsible for so many of the different benefits. There are all sorts of different shapes and sizes, all different types and different mushrooms. And that's what a lot of the benefits are derived from. So that, I mean, that's kind of like a lot of the time the, the marker that people are looking for. So is it the higher the number of beta-glucans, the better the supplement? Is that the way that works or? Not always because certain mushrooms will have higher levels. So for example, chaga, a super powerful mushroom. But if you look at like the, you know, extracts of chaga, they're a little bit lower in beta-glucan, usually somewhere around like 15%, maybe up to 18%. Um, or you look at something like turkey tail and it can be like 30 to 40% beta-glucan. They're just different mushrooms that one's not necessarily better than the other. Um, okay. but, uh, yeah, I mean, so, sometimes like if you see like 80%, then that would be like s strangely high. It wouldn't make a lot of sense. Or if you see like less than 10%, you'd be like, okay, what's going on there? So there are okay. certain ranges, but it really depends on the mushroom. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So cool. So that's, um, that's the supplements that you, you made and those are, those did well at that point. And then, so, um, and I'm, I'm going back now. So like you were, you were at the farmer's market growing, you made the supplements. And then, so what, what happened next? Like um, you decided to, is that when you built your first blog or started writing at that point? Or no, you had already been writing at that point. Right. And then that's when you made the yeah. supplement, but you weren't on YouTube yet. Right. Maybe. No, I think we were on YouTube 
a little bit later. I think the first video was in 2016. So we were, we were on YouTube before the supplements. And um, again, the idea was just to teach people how to, how to grow. And not even that really. I was just like, like, this is what I'm doing. Like, I uh, hope this is helpful. And uh, right, it turns right. out it, it was pretty helpful, which is kind of cool. Um, Cause like at the time, like now there's like tons of stuff. Like if you want to learn how to grow mushrooms, like, man, there's lots of information yeah, at yeah. the time. Like you really had to pick through. Right. I mean, there was like, yeah. um, so, you know, there's that DVD let's grow mushrooms was pretty good. And like, there was the shroomery <laughs> and there's some like gourmet guys on there showing some stuff, but there wasn't oh, yeah. like a lot of inf- easy right. to digest information. Um, but yeah, now, now there is, which is awesome. And the more, the better for sure. Right. Right. So you just, and that's kind of where you felt now you just kind of started. Did, what point did you just go full time with fresh cat mushrooms then? So that was in 2018, I think around June of 2018. Um, I was like, okay, like we, we got to go full time on this. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we did. I think, well, Tegan started full time a little bit earlier. She was maybe six months before, before I did, but eventually it made sense for us to both kind of dive headfirst into, into fresh cap and um, yeah, been doing it ever since. So I think, yeah, it's been almost five years that we've been doing fresh cap full time. And uh, so it's a yeah, lot of fun. Now you've- and now you've got a huge following on YouTube and um, also on Facebook too, I think. Right. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook, YouTube, but like Instagram. YouTube, YouTube main, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Oh yeah. You have a lot of good yep. stuff on Instagram too. And um, so where, do, um, where, where do you see fresh cat mushrooms going now? Like what's your plan? Um, you're just, I mean, the content you're producing is, is it seems like it's getting better. It almost looked like you took a break for a while. Maybe I was wrong. And then all of a sudden you came back and the content was like on another level. And it was like really amazing. Like you got the mushroom show. I mean, for anyone listening, like go over to Fresh Cap Mushrooms on YouTube, the channel, and look, watch some of the videos. I mean, they're really, really good. You'll probably binge watch them because they're just like you're doing it. They're really good. So what, what do you see? Like um, what's the plan moving forward now? Yeah. I mean, personally, my favorite thing to do is just create content, educate people and help spread the spores and spread the education about mushrooms. So we're, we kind of have a, a twofold thing. I mean, uh, I'm focused on the content um, and not necessarily just teaching people about functional mushrooms, but just getting people interested in mushrooms in general. Right. So mm-hmm. that's why we started the mushroom show to follow different stories, to show different things. As you mentioned at the top, like doing a lot more traveling now to different countries and different places to kind of help tell stories of mushrooms all over the world, which is really cool. So what I really want to do is create the one spot where people can come and learn all about mushrooms. And that's the, the mushroom show and the YouTube channel. Um, on the other end of things, we have our mushroom supplements. Uh, we'll probably mm-hmm. continue to, you know, introduce some new products, maybe some different form factors and just provide super easy ways for people to experience those benefits. But um, yeah, I'm most excited about the content. I appreciate all the kind words you said about the content and the mushroom show. Um, definitely uh, having a lot of fun, fun doing it. And the response has been unbelievable. You know, when I thought like, hmm, I should start like a, a, a weekly or biweekly show about mushrooms. And, you know, you mm-hmm. tell anybody that and say, well, that's a bad idea because nobody's going to watch it. <laughs> but like people watch it. People are really interested in mushrooms and uh, it's yeah. a lot of fun to see. Yeah, that, that one you flew to Jamaica looked like it had 200,000 views. And that one was just made like a couple weeks ago, you know? So that was pretty impressive. Yeah. So yeah. it just shows yeah, that really you're making content that people really like. And that's what it shows. 
Um, yep. And it also another yeah, thing too. Like, another thing about your videos too. It seems like you're you're making it fun. Like you're making mushrooms. Like I seen one where you're like you had a super soaker, and you're gonna spread spores <laughs> with a super soaker. Like it's like um, a water gun. And I was like, oh my god, I I just had to go watch that video, right? Because it was just like, what's he talking about? And it's like I don't know. You, you you're really good at it, and you make it fun. And I I really enjoy your content myself. Oh, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That, that was a fun story. There's um, someone in, uh, I forget what state they're in. Maybe it was Oregon, but that's exactly it. They were like taking spore prints and like rubbing off the spores in water, you know, sucking it up in a super soaker and just like blasting them all over the forest as a way to like propagate. Hey, that, that's spores. a good idea. That's, that's a great that's idea. Cool, right? <laughs> yeah. That's Super actually cool. cool. I'd play that with my kids, take them out in the woods, fill their soaker yeah. bottles up with or more L spores. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're a mushroom <laughs> farmer now. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Well, cool, cool, Tony. Um, I know, I know, we're coming up on the end here. Um, you're about out of time. I know you got to go. I appreciate your time and coming on today. Um, it's been a great time. And did you uh, did you want to open it up to any questions? If anyone's got any, because we are live right now. Um, we oh, could answer cool. a couple sure. of questions if you would like. Yeah, happy to. Yeah. All right. Um, so anybody watching live right now, if you have any questions um, for Tony about anything we talked about today, um, then please type them in the comments, whether you're on YouTube or Facebook. I'll see them here. Um, and uh, here's one comment someone asked. He says, do you have service to Europe? Can you ship to Hungary? Yeah. And uh, thank you so much for that question. This is something that we're working on. I promise we're working on it right now. We're working really diligently on it. It's a harder problem than we thought it would be to solve to get our mushrooms uh, to the rest of the world. Right now, we're only shipping to the United States and Canada. Um, hopefully, we'll be in the UK soon. But this is one of those things you talk about content, like we'll have a video that will go viral in Europe or, or wherever. And people are like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I want to buy these mushrooms. And they can't. So um Right now, we don't. We are working on it. Um, but depending on where you are, you know, there's very likely a high quality mushroom supplement in your in your area. If you want to reach out to us, um, if we know of any, we would be happy to recommend them. Cool, cool. All right. I got another one for you. Uh, all right. Uh, Mike says, what's the name I can search YouTube to watch the videos? Yeah, I mean, just search uh, Fresh Cat Mushrooms. We should hopefully <laughs> should hopefully come up. Um, YouTube also has like a like a tagging system now. So if you just go like at Fresh Cat Mushrooms, that's us. It's a verified channel, so you can go check it out. But we're also uh, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, you should be able to find us on all the socials and their website, FreshCatMushrooms.com. I should say so, FreshCatMushrooms.com. Yeah, yeah. All right. Here's another one. James says, does lion mane require extraction? Man, this is actually a, a way more uh, in-depth question than it sounds like. Does lion's mane require extraction? It's a big maybe. So again, I talked about lion's mane having these powerful compounds, heresinones and aranacines. These are the compounds that improve nerve growth factor, which are thought to be responsible for all the brain benefits. Um, if you want to optimize for those compounds, you would want to perform an extraction, specifically a dual extraction that will get those benefits out. But if you look at some of the research for lion's mane, they have done research that has shown cognitive benefits using only crushed up powder 
like the hydrated mushrooms that are turned into a powder. Some people have even done mm -hmm. it using just straight lion's mane. So it's really difficult to say. Again, this goes back to probably just learning what works best for you. Um, my hunch and my instinct and what we do at Fresh Cap is that the extraction is going to be better and going to have more benefits. So look for dual extracted lion's mane if you can. Um, mm. But if all you can get is, you know, like dried lion's mane that you could crush up and, and put in your food, that might be beneficial as well. Yeah, great, great question and answer. Yeah. So that being said, if someone is to grow their own lion's mane and they just, because it's also a delicious gourmet mushroom, right? Are they yes. going to get the same benefits if they grow their own lion's mane and eat that as if they were to do an extraction? Again, it's a big, it's a big maybe. I, here's another way to look at it though, too. When you do an extraction, it definitely concentrates those beneficial compounds. So, you know, you can take one capsule and it might have the power of, you know, multiple mushrooms in it. Whereas if you had to eat mushrooms to get those benefits, like maybe you have to eat a lot of them. Um, you should definitely cook, uh, cook mushrooms because, you know, mushrooms have um, very tough chitinous cell walls and it's hard for our bodies mm -hmm. to kind of derive the benefits unless they're broken down so cooking helps for sure um but hot water extraction helps as well but yeah like like you mentioned uh if you only ate lion's mane just because they're delicious like that's one of the few functional mushrooms that's both a powerful <laughs> medicinal mushroom but also a delicious gourmet edible not yeah, a lot of them yeah. have that claim except <laughs> for maybe maitake as well but yeah mm -hmm. all right cool cool um, here's a question from Sally. My father suffered from Alzheimer's and sundowners have gotten worse. Could lion's mane help him? They're wanting to put him on medication. I'd like to help him. He's 76. Now I know just a disclaimer, none of us are doctors. I don't have a degree in a medical degree. I don't, I don't know if you do Tony, but just to throw no, the disclaimer out there, none of us are medical professionals. So we, we, if you have a medical question, we recommend you talk to your doctor. So that's out of the way. Now, Tony, what is your opinion or whatever <laughs> on that? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great point. Um, I always recommend to like reach out to your doctor or natural healthcare practitioner, because also like there's specific medical situations that would be impossible to know unless you were the, you know, the actual doctor or healthcare practitioner. That being said, I mean, Lion's Mane is being studied for this and there have been lots of not only anecdotal reports, but, you know, also research that shows you know, maybe this could, this could help. It's not like a, a silver bullet where, you know, lion's mane is going to solve these problems, but I can say like lion's mane is a very safe, natural thing that for a lot of people, it's worth a shot. And um, again, the research is starting to show a lot of benefit that can be derived from these things. And I think we're going to continue to see it. And uh, my hope is that over the next number of years, we're going to know not only how these mushrooms work, the mechanism of action, the the specific uh, you know symptoms they can address but also the specific types of extractions and compounds that will be the most helpful we do not know yet that yet definitively but um it's being looked into and um it's you know i think it makes a lot of sense to look into it all right great well i know we are pretty much out of time so i guess we'll close out here tony is there anything else um i mean this has been great a lot of great information about you know mushrooms the right types of mushroom supplements to take and then your story on fresh cat mushrooms people know how to find you is there anything you'd like to close out with and um, say before we leave 
Yeah, I'd just like to say, you know, thank you so much for having me on this show. Again, what I really like to do is just spread the spores and, and share content. And I just love the fact that there's all sorts of people doing the same thing. You know, mushrooms and mushroom content is very meta. It starts with all these inoculation points all over the place and they get mycelated. And eventually they all come together and form this beautiful thing, which is a fruiting body. Um, and that's just because of all the awesome people in the mushroom community like yourself that are putting these kind of things together. So thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciated the, the opportunity to come talk mushrooms with you today. Awesome. And yeah, thanks again for being here. And for anyone watching, go check out Fresh Cap Mushrooms YouTube channel and their website for their supplements. And um, they got a lot of cool videos on Instagram as well. I, I recommend you check them out on Instagram. But other than that, thanks everyone for being here. Thanks, Tony, again for joining us. And um, we will hopefully um, chat more with you in the future. Awesome. Thanks again for having me. All right. Have a good one. Thanks. All right. So if you want to know how curative mushrooms is helping sad people to improve their mental health by growing happy mushrooms at home using an all-in-one simple growing system that doesn't require any complicated instructions or expensive equipment, then head over to curativemushrooms.com.